Hello folks and welcome to your outlet for everything outdoors and western lifestyle. This is The Bend Show and I am your host Rebecca Warner aka back. As always we love hearing from all of you. Comment, stories, ideas, get a hold of us anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or you can always drop an email to bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining alongside Shotgun, as always, is my co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. And we have some news to share. We were again unsuccessfully drawn in the lottery for... Everything. (laughs) Well, except we got rifle tags we, for We deer. did. We got our deer tags, but everything else. Wah, wah, wah. I know, I know. Tigger has been hoping desperately and just praying that he'd get an antelope tag this year because we already had some preference points built up, and he yep. was hoping this was going to be the nope. year. The Disappointment year. as always. <laughs> no, it did not turn out, and it was way different than when you and I were kids. And we yes. were antelope hunting. The whole state was opened up, and I could just go in our backyard and on our land and hunt. And that has totally changed. It's a really small little area in our state to get an am- and, uh, antelope tag filled. And, well, we're not going to do it again. Well, you know, we'll be scouting and hunting with the camera. How's that sound? And then to make matters worse, we saw friends of ours that, because bow season just opened up, did you see John Armand's? <laughs> I know. With I uh, know. Ultimate Outdoor Adventure. They're one of our sponsors here. And uh, we're, we're going to have him on the show. And he had some amazing pictures. And then he texted me and was rubbing it in. <laughs> John, I'm not happy with you at this point. So with that, yes, big game hunting is about to get underway and already has in some areas, depending what state you are in. But uh, for example, a lot of people sometimes get a little confused about when us here in the further western states talk about having to use lotteries and such. An example would be the eastern part of the country where you say you have a lot of whitetail. They may be more plentiful, such as Missouri. You know, units, tags, there may be no reason to ever apply ahead of time. You just, uh, when you get the inkling to go hunting in the fall, you just go into your local sporting goods shop and buy one over the counter. And you can get one, yeah. But that's why we always talk about planning because that's not the case. However, the further west you go, big game, the further west you go often is more tricky. Uh, Every state, regardless of its big game population, they vary. And the regulations, as Tigger said, they change from year to year. We found that in our neighboring states because we were trying to, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. We're on episode 146, so it rolls (laughs) together. Three years later. (laughs) We were trying, was it Wyoming changed last minute just Mm -hmm. like that? Uh, You had stories, actually. I remember this now that you had stories where just like that, right before hunting season, it changed and all be gall dang if somebody that was, and I think it was, was it Wyoming? Well, Wyoming, they had to change their uh, regulations a couple of times this spring before they even opened up applications due to the winter kill because they had such a severe winter. That's right. So, I mean, it could change at a drop of a hat. Exactly. So that's why I thought maybe we dabble a little bit in this for those that aren't so familiar with hunting big game and why there's got to be a little more thought to it, a little bit more of a build up the excitement. So when you do get drawn it, it truly is feels like you won the lottery. Uh, Just to simplify it a little bit, you know, a lottery is just as it sounds. Uh, for example, here's a, gr- a great example. Say there's a hundred resident bull elk tags offered in a state that you are living in and you're lucky enough to have that. However, a thousand residents hunters apply 
Well, you see that? That's like a 10% chance of winning. One in 10. You got it. Well, it only gets bigger the bigger states you go to, especially now when you're talking non-residency. There they can end up with tens of thousands of people applying, vying for those few tags that there are. And with that, sometimes the confusion comes upon when people read things about bonus points or you heard us mentioned preference points right, as right. you build them up. Well, we're just explaining that just, and this is just a general explanation, by the way. Every state is different. I, I feel like I have to give that little disclosure every time I go into this type of stuff. But it, uh, it's, it simply is that if you apply and you are unsuccessful, a lot of different states, you will earn a point. And so then the next year when you go to apply, you will apply once, but then if you have a point from the past, you'll get a second time of your name thrown in the hat. The odds are a little more in your favor. Yes, so you may get yes. like a two in 10 chance the Correct, next year. Correct. Okay. You know, and then some states will offer you the chance to buy bonus points for a fee to have your name thrown in the hat even an additional few more times. So every state is different. So if you've been dreaming about doing that big game hunt, Best thing I can tell you is to continuously be watching those rules, laws, and regulations because they're always changing. But again, you got to have some foresight. You got to stay ahead of the game on this one. And you got to plan for it because Mm -hmm. I know that it's a plan for a heartbreak. I mean, because it is, (laughs) it's a lottery deal, but you kind of, you need to assume that that may happen, that you're going to get drawn because it has happened to everybody listening. You know what I'm saying is all of a sudden, just like that. Oh my gosh, I I did get drawn and you're excited, but now it's the scramble of, okay, I got to free up my schedule. I need to do some different things. So be aware of that. And save the dollars, save the dollars because these hunts are not cheap. Even if you are going unguided, if you're, Say you're going to not hire a guide, you're going to go on your own, you all of a sudden will realize it gets pretty pricey out there in the outback, in the uh, backcountry. And I know everybody says, I'm just going to live off of a can of beans and I'm going to have cold <laughs> soup or something like that. It it doesn't work that way. Beck and I have tried that where we're like, okay, we're going to do this on a budget. And about five hours in, it's, hey, you want to run into town and grab something to eat? Yep. So plan ahead. Our first news story is a bit of a health watch. Doctors are warning people not to use their phones while sitting on the toilet. A lot of you just started chuckling. What are we supposed to do in there? If we're not on our phone, what are we supposed to do? Well, it turns out a study has revealed that, yes, about 57% of people enjoy using their phone while sitting on their toilet. However, the medical field is saying that, uh, no, 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 don't be doing this. And it's not for why you think. If you're thinking, you know, on sanitary reasons, actually, that's not why why they're bringing this to everyone's attention. Apparently, they are seeing an increase of people with hemorrhoids, and they're saying it's due to the amount of time that is being spent on the toilet, on the can, for say, you might want to say. Tigger is just chuckling. I can't believe I brought this up. But, you know, everybody knows there's somebody in your household that does this, okay? How are we supposed to get business done? I mean, not that business. How are we supposed to get, because... I mean, that's what you do. You reply to emails. That's what you're doing. You're going through your feeds. 
Well, what are you proposing, Beck? I, I, I'm just saying. Give us a solution. Get in, get out, and do that kind of reading somewhere else is all I'm going to say. Do it in the stand. There you go. You can sit in the stand this fall and catch up on the news feed. <laughs> do what in the stand is the question. <laughs> Next one up, tarantulas. Watch your step. Now, this one surprised me. There's been recent headlines coming out of Kansas already warning of tarantula season is almost upon us in September. I never heard of that. I lived in Kansas. Well, and that's what I mentioned to you the other day when I was asking, you know, have you ever heard of some really big spiders and having an issue in Kansas? I mean, other than like brown recluses or something, but no, no, I never heard. So what's going on with the tarantulas? Well, apparently in September, they migrate through parts of Kansas near the Medicine Lodge area all the oh, way the through. the Hills. Yes, all the way through southeast portion of Colorado. And they're saying what? that, yes, in some years there are more than others that migrate. And uh, for example, five years ago was the last time they had a really, really big migration. And they you could actually hear the crunching of the tarantulas as you drove over them. And what we're talking about is the Texas brown tarantula. Are you sure these aren't armadillos? <laughs> no, this I is mean, serious news here. I lived in <laughs> that area, and there was never this drove of tarantulas that... In fact, I'd never even seen a tarantula when I was there. Well, I don't know where you were looking, but apparently if you do come across one, you're going to notice it because they're saying that these Texas brown tarantulas, they have a leg span of about four to five inches. They're considered to be the largest spider in Texas, but apparently they also do migrate through. I'm going to have to fact check this. Lodge area of Kansas all, into, all the way into southeastern Colorado. So keep your eyes peeled. Or if you hear some crunching, just beware Maybe when you get out of the vehicle. Maybe you're <laughs> All right, all right. We're laughing and giggling. That's how we roll here on The Ben Show. We'll have more of this when we come back. The hunt is planned. The guide is booked. The trip is blocked off in the calendar. But one huge detail remains, preserving that trophy, creating a memory that will last a lifetime. Little Rack Taxidermy has that fast, friendly service to fulfill your taxidermy in a timely, professional manner. Reach out to Heather with Little Rack Taxidermy through Facebook at Little Rack Taxidermy or send an email to heatherjoe23 at hotmail.com. Little Rack Taxidermy, bringing back the natural look. Shooting ducks, skinning bucks. I'm a hunting princess in a pickup truck. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Hey guys and gals, this is John Armand with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure. 
Welcome back, folks, to your outlet for outdoors and Western lifestyle, The Ben Show. I'm your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and my co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. We are here with you. Do you have the same problem as us? Flies are driving the dogs crazy. They're eating on their ears. How about your horses? Are you starting to see how they're becoming covered in the yellow fly eggs and they just can't seem to swish their tails fast enough? Well, I came across this hack the other day and it talked about feeding garlic to your horses and it got me wondering on if you could use garlic with our canines, our dogs as well. Tigger took this upon himself and sought out veterinarian Dr. Margot Kuntz at Missouri Valley Vet to kind of seek the answers. Tigger, take it away. This is from, we've had a few different questions and I found this interesting from listeners across the country. And the first one is in regards to trying to deal with the flies and they've been nuts this year in just about every corner of the planet. And the first one is in regards to uh, feeding garlic in diets. There's been some discussion about this, and one was we know that there are various different supplements for horses, for example, that have garlic in the diet. Now, mm-hmm. people have said, well, if it works for horses, can we use this for dogs? Can we use it for canine? That's my first question there. So garlic is in the onion family, and garlic can be toxic cats are most sensitive and then dogs i would think you could but i just don't think you're going to get the benefits that would outweigh the risks from chronically feeding garlic to a dog and then you'd have to live with that garlicky smelling dog (laughs) right right all the time but on horses it works though they're putting it in in, uh, you know, various different supplements and in tubs and everything like that. And people are saying it seems as though it works. I think it does because we even put it in. I mean, that's what's in these lick tubs for the cattle is some garlic. It does keep them away some, but the only thing we use is the garlic tubs and the flies this year. I see the cattle all bunched up. So, you know, it does help some but for the some reason this year the the fly hatch was very good so if uh you know we always say really when you're in question you need to talk to your local veterinarian that's what they're there for as a consultant to understand your outfit your operation not just fixing prolapses and breaking you know broken legs on dogs and those sorts of things so always (laughs) contact those individuals and it seems when you're Working with something like that, and I get very curious about those myself, but it seems that especially, and I don't mean to go so much down the cattle road, but in the cows, it seems that it's maybe something to augment an existing uh, fly control protocol that we have on our outfit, not to replace one, but to simply augment it. Yes, yes, definitely. You know, you're not going to get a lot of duration, and these flies are hungry and mean this year. So yeah, them little buggers, you know, when they're biting, aren't you? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Oh, they're mean. So now kind of dealing with, with flies, with the horses, here's the other one. And this was also from listeners that sent this in and we have the same question with ours. How do we get rid of, or what is recommended to get rid of the fly eggs, them little yellow eggs that are all over horses legs. How's the best way to get rid of those? Okay. So the egg is 
if it just stayed on the horse's legs and they didn't chew on them, the cycle would stop there. A couple different species of those bot flies. One that gets on the legs down lower, the horse chews on those. Those eggs get in their mouth and then they hatch and they live in the mouth and then the stomach and then they're passed out and go hatch. And then there's some that are um, laid up closer to the neck jawline area and those will hatch and those crawl into the mouth that way. So, you know, that little egg, the only thing you can really do is physically remove that egg. But the dewormers work very well just to get rid of them. There's nothing external you can put on the horse to get the egg off. It has to be physically removed if you want to go through that trouble. So would it be recommended to actually try to scrape them off or is it more... Well, the horses are already irritated. Like you said, they're biting and they're trying to get those flies off of them. A person trying to go through, trying to remove them. Could we cause even more irritation than is already there? Yes, it's just going to be a futile attempt because they'll just come back the next day and lay more. So just getting them dewormed in the fall. And it doesn't have to be after a frost, but just getting them dewormed so you're decreasing the amount of bot eggs that they pass through, that's helping a ton if you could just get them all dewormed in the fall. And again, even like regardless if we're talking garlic feeding to your dogs or we're trying to talk about management of flies on the horses, I would assume it's the same situation. Contact your veterinarian. Start right there, right? And just... Visit with them because they know the area, they know the grass, they, they they know what's going on, they know different protocols, and, you know, of course, if it's something that is of a very serious concern, have them come out and take a look, I mean, because that's their job anyway. Yes, that is our job, and we can help because we do have a lot of knowledge. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Dr. Margot Kuntz, for the insight on that. Again, she's from Missouri Valley Vet, and the big takeaways were it's fine. Ignore the yellow eggs on the horses. They're going to fall off anyway. Yeah, they're going to go away. But the biggest takeaway is to be talking to your veterinarian and to be clarifying before you use things like the garlic with the dogs. That's a big no-no. Don't be doing it. But regardless, have that open conversation with your vet. Stay where you are. The Ben Show will be right back. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD-TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again.
It has been quite a run on the Bend Radio Show. Now, here's an interesting question for y'all. Several listeners reached out and wanted to have more Western history and Western lifestyle on the show from time to time. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? Give us your input. Or are there topics that you want Beck to cover? What are your favorites? We want to hear from you. Our listeners are from all corners of the country, actually all corners of the globe for that matter. So weigh in and let us know. Bandradioshow at gmail.com or call and text us at 305-900-2363. Welcome back, folks, to your outlet for everything in the outdoors and Western lifestyle. This is The Bend Show, and I am your host, Rebecca Warner. And joining alongside Shotgun, as always, is my co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Now, WD-40. Do you have it in your house or is it only out in the shop or the garage? Well, if it isn't in your house, you may be wanting to keep it around in the house as well. You know what? Did you realize it can be used for more than just those rusted bolts from decades past? Yeah, more than just to loosen a lug nut or two. We'll put it that way. Um, uh, Tigger, let's see. Do you have any idea? What WD forty could be used? I inside do have the house. an idea of what W as a cleaner. <laughs> yes, that's probably one of the big ones as a cleaner. Um, it works great for cleaning crayon markers on walls, as an example. Oh, if you Very got the good. wee ones that are doing that, the biggest yes. one for me is just is a cleaner. I mean, a loosening oil, yeah, but a big cleaner. Well, did you also think about this as a cleaner? It also works great for removing stickers and label residue. Oh, so it's a Goo Gone kind of? Yes, yes. I mean, I love- Goo Gone, not a sponsor yet. Right, right. And WD-40, not not a a sponsor sponsor yet. But yes, it actually works terrific for removing those pesky stickers that you sit there and you go, why in the world? And you say some words you shouldn't say. Did they put this on here? And it does work sometimes for getting the bug guts off of your lights. Oh, I did not know yep. about that yep. one. Not the best, but sometimes in a pinch, I've used that too. Well, the other one I recently came across is that you can use it as a bug repellent around your house. And we're talking about... Sp- Seriously? Yes, you can use it to spray it around your windows, doorways, and it creates an invisible shield that spiders... Let's just put it this oh, way. Oh, just we, the season, yeah, right? Be gone. They do not like WD-40. I, that to me that was the bigger shot, biggest shocker I, did, I, I had, and that. it's cheap. You know what I mean? We I all have WD forty laying around and uh, spray it around to keep the. Because uh, a lot of times we'll use mothballs mm-hmm. at this time of year mm-hmm. to keep the snakes away. <laughs> You're happy about that one? Yeah. Do we need to use WD forty? Maybe. I'm gonna have to look into that one, but that's a great one to bring up. However, I am going to do a disclaimer because I did check with WD forty on this, and earlier we were talking about pets and being safe with pets. Pests and pets, right? WD-40, though, if you do have pets, especially dogs, and you find them licking, say, you know, the, where you just sprayed. It is toxic to dogs. Yes, yep. contact yep. your veterinarian immediately. Be aware okay? of that. I know they eat horse poop and everything else, but yeah, <laughs> But who would have thought? Exactly. But yes, here you have it right there in your own arsenal. It's cheap WD-40. Keep a can in the house. Next topic, love connection or not? <laughs> 
What? <laughs> I'm here to help y'all out in the love department, okay? Beck is to the rescue. And as we get closer to hunting and cooler temps, making us all maybe want someone to cu- be close to or cuddle or snuggle with, well, here are some of the funniest pickup lines that have crossed my wires. I'm going to just leave it at that for more or less. And I'm going to tell you I would not use them. So here, Tigger, read some you of these. You want me to read some of these <laughs> pickup <do>. lines? <laughs> No, I did not come up with these either, by the way. And these, I don't think they would work on you. I bet your daddy was a beaver because, damn, you look good. (laughs) That's so bad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Do you have a map? Because I just keep getting lost in your eyes. Yeah. You know what? These aren't bad. If they can make somebody laugh, you know, maybe these. Maybe uh, it's the delivery. Maybe. I think maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Have a Band-Aid. Apparently, I scraped my knee falling for you. That's something I could see you using. That's something I would do. I would try that (laughs) on you. Uh, Did you travel here by time machine? I had to ask because you look like someone I want in my future. I think these are really good. <laughs> I do. You would sit here and go and be like, what's wrong with these? Well, if they can make somebody laugh, that's part of it, right? Okay, I guess you could call them an icebreaker. But Maybe I you d- need to woo your spouse out there. <laughs> Try these. And that is all, folks, for this week. Thank you to my producer, sound engineer, co-host, Jeff Tigger Earhart. And thank you again to veterinarian Dr. Margot Kuntz. Dr. Kuntz and her team at Missouri Valley Vet go above and beyond to keep our outfits animals in tip-top shape. Remember, folks, keep sending in those questions as well as your area's field reports. Hunting is about to start, and in some areas, the waterfowl already has. We want to see and hear what you are doing out there. That number again is 305-900-BEND. Again, 305-900-2363. Or you can always email bendradioshow at gmail.com. If you missed part of this episode or you want to hear past shows, you can find them all on the website, thebendshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app or to the Bend Show YouTube channel. Looking to change things up this fall at your next event, conference, awards, banquet? Think about having us, Tigger and Beck, entertain your crowd. We are MCs to master of ceremonies, public speakers. We can even act as a host couple. We'll make your gathering extra special. We tackle all topics from ranching to cattle, hunting, fishing, camping, and rodeo, and so much more. Try spicing up your event this year by having us, Tigger and Beck, join you. Thank you to our partners, Ditelli Outdoors, About You Photography, Home on the Range, Buckstorm, Little Rack Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, ToxicCalls.com, Wobble Creek Outfitters, Atlas Tracks, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of our listeners out there that came along. And whether you're coming or going today, stay with us as we ranch it up. And remember to keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner. Catch back if you can next week on The Bend. The Bend.